No Junk Mail presents Harry Nation, Part 4, narrated by James Von Felt. Now, before we take up where we left off, I've got to elucidate one point. Big Joe McCulley is one of the McAllister clan due to his daddy's marriage to Beulah McAllister, as well as to the fact that Big Joe grew up right there along Dead Creek Crossing which is about six miles east of Frenchie's place. That point cleared up. Let's see, where'd we leave off? Oh, yeah. Emmy Loy had Big Joe from behind. His arm was twisted behind his back almost to dislocate, and a sharp knife foisted at his throat. The McAllisters, who had circled Garfield, were close by, but too far to do anything for Big Joe. In the full moonlight, the astonishment on all their faces was astounding. Emmy Loy had Big Joe, no question about it. She pulled him five steps back from the circle as they gaped in amazement. No one moved. No one made a sound. Nothing. And at that very instance, Garfield charged out of the circle, knocking two of the gang to the ground. Quickly, he got behind Emmy Loy, grabbed the thirty thirty, and pulled the trigger. The noise was deafening. The circle of McAllisters dashed in all directions, shattered as if a bottle were thrown against a rock wall. Next, and this part is attested to by many who were there, a large figure crashed to the ground unexpectedly. A huge cougar with evil, hungry eyes glistening in the moonlight glow was looking right at Emmy Loy, Big Joe, and Garfield. The yellow eyes were ablaze and teeth bared. He was clearly looking for something to eat. At any rate, there he was, staring at the three. The cat hissed and then coiled to attack. In that very instant, Taking advantage of the surprise, Big Joe took off like a wild rabbit, leaving Emmy Loy and Garfield to face the cat that some say was nine foot from nose to tip of tail. In an amazing split second of determination and ferocity, before the cat could get off the ground, Emmy Loy attacked the creature with her full force, knife in hand. The battle was ferocious. The cat lunged and missed. He lunged again and again. Emmy Lloyd dodged and weaved with the speed of a mongoose, waiting for her chance. As they bobbed and parried thrusts, Emmy Lloyd stared into the eyes of the monster cat with a ferocity that would wilt a cobra. Finally, in a monstrous leap where both bodies collided midair, Emmy Lloyd dodged the lethal claws and imparted the fatal blow. Meanwhile, Garfield, sitting on his rump in the middle of the clearing, witnessed the whole event. He testified that the cougar didn't have a chance. Eventually, when all was still, Emmy Lloyd stood up, looked around, and uttered a hiss which unnerved what few of the McAllisters had stuck around to see who would win. They took off for home on foot as fast as they could go. Now Garfield, despite some of his obvious shortcomings, was not totally stupid. 
It had come to him that this Amazon woman had rescued him from the clutches of the kidnappers, then pulled him from the jaws of death. His heart was pounding and brain was clicking. Garfield slowly approached as Emmy Loy stood over the lifeless heap of animal on the ground. In the moonlight, at that very moment, with the smell of sweat, fresh blood, and a billowing of dust still settling on the carcass, it happened. For Garfield, this was the moment, not at all what he had set out for. But isn't that just like life? You don't always get what you set out for. Sometimes you find your Emmy Loy. They just stood there, looking at the huge cougar lying on the ground. Then looking at each other, Cupid's arrow struck. True love hit home. In time, Frenchie and the riders came into the clearing, making more noise than they should, as if to say, we're here. When all was explained and the carcass of the big cat loaded on the wagon, they headed back to Frenchie's, where the celebration took up where it left off. Well, that's the truth of it, as told down at the gas and grill. What's remarkable, however, is what happened later that week. Garfield and Emmy Loy went back to Gold Springs and started door-to-door campaigning. They even went to call on the Murphy clan, telling them, not asking, but telling them to vote for Garfield. By then, the marriage as well as the kidnapping and cougar fight to the death were stories flying all over the place, especially at the Dew Drop Inn, where, depending on how many rounds had been consumed, the fierce of the fight was, even to the point of impossibility. At any rate, Garfield and Emmy Loy and their door-knocking campaign made a sight to be sure. As it happened, the vote swung in their favor, and both Garfield and Emmy Loy were selected joint supervisor, which was a first. As far as I know, they're still supervising. Harry Nation harbors a thousand stories of strife, love, and even conquest. In its peculiar way, and just like all of America, it is truly exceptional. Well, that's it for now, from where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.